You're listening to You've Got This, episode 337. Welcome to You've Got This, a weekly podcast for higher education professionals looking to increase their confidence and capacity for juggling the day-to-day demands of an academic life. I'm your host, Dr. Katie Linder. In this episode, I want to share some of the buzziest books that I've recently heard about that I think would make great summer reads. This is the perfect time of year to start to line up your summer reading. And some of these books I've already read myself, but some are on my own to-read pile. So I divided them into a few categories, and I'm also going to link all of these in the show notes in case you want to learn a little bit more. Um, And I'm going to share three books for each category that I came up with. Two of the books are ones I've read before, and the third one is one that I am planning to try to get to this summer. So first up, I have a few nonfiction options. The first one I probably have talked about in other places because I'm kind of obsessed with it, and it's James Nestor's book called Breathe. Um, And, or Breath. Breath, Breathe, probably Breath. Um, This is a book that is basically about breathing. It's completely fascinating. I was sucked in from almost page one. And basically what the author does throughout the book, in addition to giving you a bunch of information about breathing, is he goes through kind of some experiments where um, one of the experiments, for example, is that he plugs his nose so that he can only do mouth breathing and then basically talks about how this impacts his health. And it's so fascinating. I felt like I learned so many things. Um, I ended up getting this book on audio, which I loved. I have a, a hard copy of this book. Um, and would totally, totally recommend it. The next nonfiction book that I would also recommend is a book called The Good Nurse by Charles Graber. This is a nonfiction true crime book that was adapted into a movie. So you may have seen The Good Nurse. I think it's on Netflix, Um, but it's basically about a serial killer that was operating in a hospital actually multiple hospitals over multiple years, and you will read this and you will be completely horrified and you will probably never want to go to a hospital again. Um, It is so like interesting and particularly the interesting part is how this person was allowed to kind of operate in these spaces for so long without getting caught. So it's just super fascinating. I haven't watched the adaptation yet, but it's definitely on my list. Uh, Would definitely recommend the book first if you're interested in true crime. Now, the third book I have for nonfiction, this is one I haven't read yet, but it's on my list, is another book by James Nestor called Deep. And it's also about breathing or lack thereof. It is about deep sea divers who basically uh, go for minutes underwater without breathing. And I am, again, completely fascinated. And I loved the other book so much. This was actually an earlier book that he wrote. I decided to pick up something from his backlist. So I have this on audio. Super excited to dive into it. Okay, next up, I wanted to share some mystery reads, and I cannot share mystery reads without sharing mystery series, um, because I am such a fan of a couple of series that have been long running. They're so great. So the first one that I want to share is one called um, the Ferguson Van Allistine Mysteries. This is by an author named Julia Spencer Fleming, and this is basically a a series of books about a, a sheriff um, who's kind of the the male main character in the books, and a woman who's like a retired army, I think she was like a helicopter pilot, and now she's basically a kind of like chaplain um, or like religious figure, and she moves to this town where the sheriff lives, and they kind of strike up a bit of a relationship, um, and it is 
one of the best mystery series I've ever read. I think there's like maybe seven or eight books in this series. It hasn't been publishing for a while, um, but the themes in the the series kind of have like a little bit of like religious iconography, but it's not necessarily um, religious books. It's just she's kind of playing with those themes. And I love the character development in the series. I would definitely check it out if you are a fan of mysteries and you like to kind of have a really wonderful character development and just really well plotted mysteries. Now, the next one, uh, the next series, I am sure I have talked about. This is the Ruth Galloway mystery series by Ellie Griffiths. I love the character of Ruth Galloway. She's an academic. She's kind of like an archaeologist, like an armchair detective. And she ends up having kind of a longstanding relationship with a police officer in her town. And every book is basically about a contemporary crime that somehow is connected to a crime that happened a very long time ago. So this is why she gets kind of pulled in. Sometimes it's because they find, you know, bones and they're not sure how old the bones are. And so she comes in to kind of do some dating work um, and then ends up kind of embroiled in the different um, crimes that are being investigated in each book. I would guess this book has at least 15 uh, books in the series. Amazing character development over time. I don't want to give too much away as to like what happens with some of the relationships in this, but you basically have a couple um, different families that you're following that are kind of the main characters. And then you also have these side characters who are wonderful and they get kind of um, woven into all of these stories as well. Now, the uh, one that I have on my list, the series that I have not started, but I'm really interested is Vera Stanhope Mysteries by Anne Cleves. I have read another series by Anne Cleves, which I really enjoyed, um, Detective Perez. I don't remember exactly what the series name is, but I know that was the main character. And I really loved it. And I read it years and years and years ago, maybe like 10 to 15 years ago. And Vera Stanhope, I have several of the books, you know, on my Kindle, but I just haven't gotten to them yet. This was also adapted into a series. You may have seen it around um, and uh, would love to dive into that soon. Okay, up next, I want to tackle some sci-fi and fantasy reads. This has been a genre that I have really enjoyed getting into lately. And actually, now that I'm looking at my list, these are all fantasy, no sci-fi here. Um, if you want sci-fi, you can read my favorite book, which I've talked about in multiple places. Um, uh, one of my favorite sci-fi books, which is Oh, Project Hail Mary um, by Andy Weir. I love that book. It's so funny and um, charming and just wonderful. And then another quick one I will mention, and I'm not going to be able to remember the author's name, but there's a great sci-fi book called Sleeping Giants. Uh, I remember the first name of the author, I believe, is Sylvain. Let me look this up very quickly in real time so that I can tell you what the author's name is of this book. Uh, Sylvain Nouvelle. Uh, again, we'll link in the show notes. So if you need a couple of sci-fi, those are the ones that I would recommend. Um, for fantasy, however, let me tell you about a book that everyone has been talking about, and I just binge read it over the past weekend. 500 pages, completely worth your time. It is called Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. Everyone is talking about this book. It is phenomenal. And the hype is real. I read it like preparing to be disappointed because sometimes people hype these books. I'm telling you, it's completely worth it. Basic premise of this book is there is a girl who um, her mother is kind of like high up as like a, a military figure. And she's been training her whole life to be a scribe, which is basically somebody who works with books. And the mother says, no, you cannot be a scribe. You have to try out and go to school to be a writer. And what that means is you go to school to learn how to ride dragons and be in the military and ride a dragon. Now, you might be already thinking, I am not into dragon books. 
But let me tell you, this book is so great. It has kind of little themes of like if you're a Harry Potter fan, if you like Hunger Games, it's got some of that. If you like romance, it's got some of that. And I was completely sucked in. Listened to it on audio, also had a hard copy from my library, and I literally binged this in a day. So good. Highly recommend. Now, the next recommendation that I have in the fantasy space is also a series. Um, if you've been following me, you know I've been reading A Court of Thorns and Roses. Um, my YouTube channel, I've been kind of mentioning this. And this is by Sarah J. Mass. I read the first book. I will say I was not impressed. I didn't get it. I was like, why is everybody so over the moon about this? But I'll keep going. Like, let me just see what I, you know, what I think about this. Second book completely sucked me in. I totally get it. I'm now on book five. Like as I record this, I'm listening to book five on audio. That's the last one that's been published in the series. I think this book, this series of books is great. Now I will talk about this more on uh, my upcoming YouTube video, debriefing my May reads, because I have basically been to this entire series in the month of May. But what I will say kind of high level is this is basically a book about how people recover from trauma in both healthy ways and unhealthy ways female characters, male characters working together to try to figure out how to recover from trauma and not in a way that is kind of like um, super graphic about like what the trauma is, but very kind of realistic about the time it takes to recover from trauma. Now in this series of books, there is trauma related to sexual assault, there's trauma related to war, um, other forms of violence, um, kind of issues that people are having with their families, their biological families. And there is a kind of group of people that comes together in a sort of like co-healing uh, space of like found family. And this is book two, basically, where this comes together. And um, it's wonderful. Like, I just, I totally get it. I totally get why people are interested in this series. Now, the third series that I have under fantasy, one that I have not read yet, is Sarah J. Mass's Throne of Glass series. Now, this is a, I think there's seven or eight books in this series. I have not even touched them. I have no idea what they're about, really. Um, I think it has something to do with assassins. I mean, I literally know nothing. I have purchased the box set. It is currently sitting in my living room. I'm hoping to tackle that maybe like this summer into fall. Um, and so that's on my to read list. Okay, next up, let me share some romance options. Romance is such a fun thing to dive into in the summer. And the first uh, option I have for you is a series called the Bergman Brothers series. This is by Chloe Lease. I completely love Chloe Lease. When she has a new book come out in this series, I immediately go out and get it and like read it the next week. This series is basically about uh, a bunch of siblings. Some of the books focus on brothers. There's a couple of sisters in this set of siblings as well. They are of Swedish origin. And all of them have some form of kind of disability or neurodiversity. And this shows up in the romance narratives of who they're starting to date and fall in love with. And for example, in the first book, you have a male main character who is hard of hearing. And this um, kind of interacts with the female main character who in the beginning um, basically thinks he's just a massive jerk when really he can't hear her and she doesn't know that. And then they kind of come together and, and begin to form a relationship. There is representation in the series of things like autism, um, of anxiety, of, uh, I'm trying to think of all the different things. Um, there's so many different like characteristics that these, these characters have over the course of the series. And I have just completely loved it. I think it's a wonderful representation of diversity in a romance series, and I just have really enjoyed it. 
Okay, next up in my recommendations for romance is a book called Next of Kin by Hannah Bonham Young. This book completely sucked me in. And one of the things that I loved about it is sometimes you have like these romance books and they're built all around like this this like drama that happens like in the middle of the book and you, you're like not sure are they going to make it? Are they not going to make it? And it can be kind of like anxiety producing. I mean, even though these are like fictional characters, you know, you're, you're like rooting for them. You're so concerned. Like, is this going to work out? And in this particular book, you have a little bit of that, but the way that the author sets up these characters, you are rooting for them so much and you know the author is going to make it work for them. Like you just have complete faith that they are going to end up together in the way that they're meant to end up together. Basic storyline of this is you have a uh, kind of early 20-something female main character who is um, her biological mother. She was eventually adopted, but her biological mother has another child. But the biological mother cannot take care of that child. And so she's trying to foster an infant who is her sister. At the same time, you have a male main character who is trying to foster his teenage brother um, who happens to be deaf. And the foster kind of system ends up creating this program where people who don't have kind of the financial support to foster on their own can like team up with each other. So in this case, you have the female main character and the male main character sharing an apartment so that they can both kind of be allowed to foster their siblings. Such a wonderful premise. And the way that the author kind of lays all of this out and brings them together eventually into a romance is great. There's also a second book in this series. Um, I think it's called Next to You. Again, we'll link it in the show notes. That is like one of the friends in their friend group also having a romance. So good. I mean, again, you're just like rooting, rooting, rooting for these characters to win because they have just had this like tough situation in their lives. All right. The third book I have on my romance list, this is a book I have not read yet, but I've heard wonderful things about is a book called Icebreaker by Hannah Grace. I have a, a thinking that this has something to do with like hockey and ice skating. Um, but I don't know much more than that. Um, I, on the cover, you see like a hockey player and an, and an ice skater. And apparently this is one of those books that everybody loves. So it's on my short list. I want to get to that next. Okay, two more categories left. The next category is memoir. A uh, couple recommendations from what I have read is The First Between Two Kingdoms by Suleika Jawad. Um, this is a memoir of a woman who has cancer and is kind of dealing with cancer and um, has had cancer over kind of a large portion of her life, has gone through significant treatment. If cancer is triggering for you, I would not pick up this book. Um, it, it is a challenging read in many spaces because she's pretty graphic about like what she's dealing with in terms of her treatment. But it's also about how her family and friends kind of come around her and how she really perseveres through this. And she comes to kind of know um, herself in a much deeper way. Uh, I don't think it's a spoiler alert to say right now, actually, like in real life, this person is dealing with cancer again. Um, her cancer has returned. And um, so she is currently battling it again. At the end of this book, you know, we we have a situation where she's kind of resolving it for the period of time. Um, but this is someone who is still kind of writing about these issues and um, very much involved in kind of sharing her own experience. The second memoir I put on my list is one called Reasons to Stay Alive by Matt Haig. Um, this is one of those books, if you have triggers around depression, I would not pick this up. Um, but it's basically about a man who is talking very concretely and kind of openly about his challenges with depression and what he has found to help him along the way. So it's a book filled with hope, but also reality. And uh, I think it's really great. 
And the one that I have on my list that I have not yet read is one called The Puzzler by A.J. Jacobs. And I'm pretty sure this is a book just all about puzzles, which if you've been listening recently, you know, I'm totally into puzzles lately. So that made it onto my list. Okay, and the last category I have is some general fiction or like literary fiction options. The first one I have to recommend is Black Cake by Charmaine Wilkerson. This is a wonderful book about a mother who dies and leaves her two children audiophiles of, of her kind of telling the story of her life. And she's telling them about all of these things that they did not know about their mother. And they get kind of her whole history and... Um, a wonderful story about kind of how these two siblings are kind of coming back to each other after having been kind of estranged and how they're learning about their mother and really their parentage um, and their both their parents, how they came together um, over the course of, of this kind of audio narration. The second book I'm going to recommend is True Biz by Sarah Novick. Um, this is a book about the deaf community and deaf culture where you have the headmistress of a deaf institution, a deaf school, who is a hearing person. Um, but she is partnered with a deaf individual. And then you have several um, characters in the deaf school and the book kind of goes back and forth between their different storylines. I listened to this on audio, but I think you could also absolutely um, read it as well. I would recommend when you read it, there are um, hand, hand symbols for like American Sign Language um, that are included in the book, which are really fun to take a look at. So if you do listen to it on audio, you might also try to check out like an ebook or a physical copy from your library. And the third book that I have on this list, but I haven't read yet, I'm super looking forward to it, is Hello Beautiful by Anne Napolitano. And this is a book that is basically a rewrite from what I understand of Little Women, which is a wonderful classic novel that I have loved and read multiple times. And this author is also the author of a, a previous book I've read called Dear Edward that is absolutely heartbreaking. It is a book about a boy, um, Dear Edward, is a book about a boy who survives a plane crash. And I don't often cry when I read books. And at the end of this book, I completely cried. Um, it was just completely um, so, like so compelling. And the story of, of him kind of surviving and, and having like a found family after his family perishes in this plane crash is incredible. So I am really looking forward to her latest book, Hello Beautiful, which is again, that retelling of Little Women. So it's basically the story of uh, a, a sisters, like siblings of sisters, and then a, a dear male friend that is connected with their family. And I cannot wait to dig into that. So again, linking all of these in the show notes. If there's anything here that sounds interesting to you, go ahead and check out the links. And of course, I would love to hear what you're planning to read uh, in this next season. You can always email me at hello at drkatielinder.com. I always love to hear what you want me to add to my own TBR list. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of You've Got This. You can access show notes and transcripts for each episode at drkatielinder.com slash podcasts. If you found this episode helpful, please also consider rating and or reviewing the show through Apple Podcasts.